Good evening. I trust everyone's well. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Oh, I remember a verse of scripture that tells me that. I was glad when they said, come and, come to me, come and let's go into the house of the Lord. So it's good to be here. It's good to be alive. It's good to have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's good to know that we have the Spirit of God within us, guiding us daily. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Take heart tonight. Look up and live. We might as well make the best of it, right? That's right. We came here to bless the Lord with all that is in within, within us because tomorrow is not promised to us. So I take great joy. I thank God for the opportunity to bless his name. Hallelujah. Been to so many places, seen a lot of people down and out. Wish they could. Wish they could lift up their hands. Wish they could just wiggle a toe or wiggle a leg, but they're confined to their wheelchair, bound. But if you have some eyeballs, and you can just blink your eyes and bless the Lord and just praise him with your whole heart, that's what I want you to do tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you. It's certainly good to be here. Thank you for what you've done for us. You never fail. How appropriate that song is, that you're a good, good father. You are continually good, faithful, and holy in all of your ways, and we love you. Father, it's only the beginning, Lord. We don't know what you're going to do in our lives, but we thank you for what you're doing. We pray that you would open up our eyes tonight as we look in the perfect law of your liberty tonight. We pray that you'd cause us to see you, to see Jesus, to see ourselves, and to make adjustments, God, and to love you more. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, would you turn your Bibles, or let me see, we put it right up on the screen here. There we are. Declarations of the Son. We shall be coming from John 5, beginning at the uh, 15th verse. moment here. Where am I going here? I'm going up. There we are. Sorry about the delay. Shall we stand? Thank you so much. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him, and this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. This is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he 
that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life, so also the Son gives life to whom he wills. The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. That all, men, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. And whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Thank you for the reading word. You may be seated. As we look in St. John chapter 5 tonight, we look at and we see Jesus making declarative statements of declaration and he's letting all those around him know especially his accusers of his stand and what he believes and what he declares for in his life but Jesus takes this opportunity and a teachable moment after being with After being with the, those his accusers who accused him of healing on the Sabbath. And Jesus takes this opportunity, having been accused, to declare what God has done in his life. And he starts off by saying that God is my Father, making it plain to them that God is his father and that God that he has come from God so have you ever had an opportunity to declare God's goodness have you ever had an opportunity where something happened in your life and you used it as a teachable moment to show who God is to show that God is continually working that God uses whom he will. Jesus says that he is my father. He makes himself, by saying so, he makes himself equal with God. Jesus stands and, and declares to all who are around him that it's not, he doesn't come independently of the father, but he comes to honor the father to declare who God is and that God is the Lord of the Sabbath working even in him. Can God use anybody? God used Jesus, his son, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so Jesus, understanding his relationship with the Father, that he stands before his accusers who have accused him for healing on the Sabbath day. They accuse him for breaking the Sabbath. They accuse him because he was making himself equal with God. But Jesus was equal with God. And he declares that, he said that my father works and I work. Understanding Jesus' statement of declaration helps us with our understanding with God as the children of God to be children of God 
that he has called us to be. When he says that he is my father, he's defending himself and he's justifying himself based upon his relationship with the father. That knowing Jesus, the Bible tells us in St. John chapter 13, that Jesus knew where he came from. Knew that he came from God. Knew that he was going back to God. And knew, knew also that God had given all things into his hands. And so he stands with, in front of his accusers, putting emphasis on the fact that he always does those things that please his father. And he gives glory to God in this situation where they want to hold him and treat him as if he was acting independently of God. When he says that my father works, that God works continuously on the Sabbath, off the Sabbath, that God is sovereign. And they get a chance, they get a glimpse of the father through the son. Jesus said that when you see me, you see the father. And so Jesus stands before his accusers and he justifies himself based upon his relationship with God. And as we stand, we stand before our God. Much has to do with our relationship with God and what he has done for us in our lives. The fact that we've been born again as Jesus is of God. Jesus came from God. And he makes that declaration that he's, that he's from God. He said, I am from God. And as he stands and, and declares this, that he gives evidence that he's come from the Father. He said that the Son can do nothing on his own, but only what he sees the Father do. I am from God. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Jesus comes, comes from God based on relationship and origin. That he came from heaven. He originated from the Father. He came to do a work. And he, he declares to those who do, who do not know him, to those who would dishonor, that I am from God. The son is not only, not only justifies his relationship, justifies his authority by his relationship with the Father, but also by his oneness with God as being from the God, from the Father in origin. Then he says that my Father does the work. Jesus does not act independently of his own, but he works to accomplish the Father's will. He said, for the Father dwells, the Father who dwells in me, he does the work. In verse 17, he says, my Father does the work. He said, he who believes, whosoever believes in me will also do the same works that my Father does. He says that the son can do nothing of his own. No separate interest 
from the Father. It's an opportunity to glorify God by doing the will of the Father. So Jesus is saying that I'm working, and my working is giving God glory and showing that I'm equal with the Father. Jesus was called a man accredited or attested by God with mighty works and wonders and signs which God did through him. Jesus also declares that, that I know him, for I came from him. The Lord said to me, you are my son, and today I have begotten you. Jesus also declares himself to be doing God's work. He says, my father works. Jesus points to the continuous work of God as a justification for his Sabbath day activity. He's saying that God does the work. It is God. It is God's will. His words, his work, and his will. Jesus did many miracles on the Sabbath. There was a blind man that was healed on the Sabbath. Healing of a man with dropsy, a woman who had been crippled. And Jesus shows the continuous work of God as he walks with his father and, and hears from his father. In verse 19, he says that the son does nothing on his own, no separate entrance or actions of the father. Throughout the son's life, it was always about the father's will, the father's words, and the father's work. And he says that the father shows me everything that he does, full disclosure. The father communicates to the son all things that he himself doeth. He shows, shows me what he is doing. And if you are going to see anything, then we need to be looking at Jesus. And that is the only way that we can do anything as we walk with the Lord to be hearing from heaven, to be proclaiming God's good news as we go along. Jesus says that the Father shows me everything that he does, and God communicates through the Son, and we get a glimpse of the Son. But how, how can we, as children of God, how can we be the children of our Father? Is it not but to do his will by doing his work and doing his work and exercising his word? He says, my Father gives me authority to judge all that honor him as they honor the Father. You know, every day we get an opportunity to, to follow God by looking at Jesus. And as Jesus went up to the feast, and many observed him, and they got a chance to, to get a glimpse of the Father as they saw Jesus demonstrate the mercy and the grace of God by healing this man who was impotent, this man who was invalid, this man that had 
circumstances that prevented him from moving about and doing things that, that others could do. And God stopped by Jesus in the form of Jesus. He comes in Jesus. He comes to Jesus. And Jesus shows the Father still working every day of the week and he brings honor to the Father through the work that he does. So what, is that, what does that say to us? How can we glorify God in our lives as we go? How can we show the glory of God in our everyday work by looking to the Father? Because if the work is in God, God communicates the work to us as we follow him and we do his work and people see the goodness of God. They see the character of God. They see the mercy of God. They see the work of God in all that we do. So as we declare what, what Jesus did, he says that throughout our lives, we, we declare that, yes, he is my father. We show through our work that he is our father. We show that, that, we, that we are from God, that that, that uh, we are a part of God because we have the character of God and, and we bear the characteristics of God as we go about doing the same work that God communicates to us as he communicated to his son. And an interesting thing is that when we look at that, we're talking about where God, where Jesus origin, originated from, we think about the son is from where the Father is from. And so if the Son is from where the Father is from, then there should be an expectation. He should look like God. He should act like God. We should, we should look and we should conduct ourselves as God as we put our trust in him, as we keep our eyes in him. I'm reminded of Elisha and Elijah and how Elisha desired that cloak, that mantle, to do that work that his predecessor, Elisha, Elijah, was going off the scene. And he said, his, and he asked him to, to have that mantle, to do that work. And he said, well, you're asking a difficult thing, but if you see me when I go up, then you can have it. And the Bible tells us that Elisha saw that work. He saw that. He grabbed that mantle and he said, where is the Lord? Where is the God of Elijah? And he was able to, to cross the Jordan, to part the waters and, and to do a, a great work for the Lord. As we go throughout, throughout life and, and giving glory to God through what we do, simply because we have the strength of the Lord, we have the power of the Lord to declare God's mighty works as we go. And thank God for the privilege that we have in sharing this good news and sharing this life with others to touch the lives of others. When Jesus went about, one thing was on his mind, he said that nothing on my own, nothing on my own, no, no self interest, nothing independent of the Father. He said that my meat 
is to do the will of the Father, to do God's work. And so we have Jesus showing himself to be God in the work that he was given to do, in the work that he was seeing from the Father. And he was displaying this. And so how can we display, how can we show forth the works of God in our everyday lives so, so others can see and, and others can share this, this good work, this work of reconciling men to God? In verse 20, the father communicated to his son all that he himself was doing and shows what he is doing. And if you are going to do anything, you're going to have to be seeing something. You're going to have to be seeing some things. You're going to have to be looking at Jesus. You're going to have to be hearing from God because they are the ones that do great exploits for God, seeing his face and doing his work. There was a story of a little boy who worked with his father. He was only three or four, but he tra let me say that he just ta tagged along with his father. And where his father was going, he was able to see the work that his father was doing, sometimes dangerous work, but his father allowed him to, to get on his back, and, and he was able to, to see what, what his father was doing, everything that his father, he had the privilege of seeing. And so people, as Jesus walked the earth, men and women and boys and girls had an opportunity to see God moving on the earth through his son Jesus. And, and the same thing that being the children of our father gives us an opportunity to reflect Christ in a positive way, to choose to take hold of a, a meaningful opportunity, a, a moment where we can we can show forth the goodness and, and the works of God through all that we do. If I were to ask you, uh, what are some of those times where you, where you have received from God and, and you have shown and you have declared that in your life and in your work and in your walk that you have come from God? You are a man or woman come from God. A man proved, a woman proved by God. A man or woman sent out. What is it that you've done? What have you left as a legacy? You know, when I, when I think about some of the things that we do, uh, I remember talking to some, some elders around here, and, and some would tell me that they learned from their father. They learned how to pray. They learned how to pray from their grandfather. Some have said they learned how to be, to keep house. As a woman, they learned how to keep house, how to sell, how to provide for their families. What is it that we can say that has flowed from us and that has fallen on someone around us? Not too long ago, there was a memorial service here. And as I sat and I listened to so many people take hold of the microphone and share, eulogize this great woman of God that had gone on to be with the Lord. And, and the microphone started the beginning and went all the way to the back. And everybody was testifying to the work of this 
young lady, I'll say that, that glorified God in her life. And while everybody was saying why, they applauded her, there was one in the sanctuary, a fourth. He couldn't have been no more in the fourth or the fifth grade. And he said, I remember her. She used to sit near me. What I remember about her is her zealous and her exuberant praise for the Lord. And when I looked at him, I thought about that. I said, I said what is it? What is it that I, I can leave? What, what, what is it that I can share? You know, as I use the mantle the Lord has given me, what is it that I can show forth that, that, that uh, one of my offspring or somebody that I've mentored, they can go out and say that my father taught me that. My mother taught me that. I learned how to pray from them. They demonstrated that. My grandmother taught me how to honor the Lord with the first fruits, with, with my substance, with the first fruits of my increase. My father taught me how to wield a hammer. My mother told me how to intercede for others. This is some of the things that, that as you go, you hear people sharing. And so what is it What is it that the Lord has, what is it that God has invested in your life? That as you go, yes, I learned that. I saw them demonstrate that. I saw them, I saw mercy in that one. And so Jesus, as he walked, just really walked as an everyday man, but much more than an everyday man. Because what he was demonstrating was, was as some call the, the superiorities of God. When people saw Jesus walk, they saw the image of God. They saw the image of his father. It was ingrained in the son. And, and so whatever we do, it should be to bring glory to God. Among some of the things that the father had given Jesus, Jesus knew that he came from from the Father. He knew that he was going back to the Father. He knew that God had given him the power and, 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 and the, the uh, empowerment to, to give people life, to speak life, so much so that in verse, verse 24 of St. John 5, it says, truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death unto life. After Jesus gives many reasons of why to justify his defense among those who were, were willing and ready to kill him because he had gone to a place in Bethesda, the, the house of mercy, and where healings were going on. And he had gone to a place where it was known where people were getting healed. And Jesus comes, and Jesus walks in the midst, and he actually does the healing. And people couldn't understand that because they had never seen it on that wise. But God was given, given the people then, and he gives us a glimpse of his glory and through everyday situations God gives us an opportunity to glorify him, to make him known in the midst of adversity. 
in the midst of our sickness, God gives us. So you say, you say, who is Jesus? He's the one that continues the work of God. Every day, walking, seeking, looking for an opportunity to serve, to heal. And so we find Jesus here after making this, the, the, the declarations or, 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 or statements of assertions that declaring who he is, not just declaring, but showing by his work who he is. It's more, we have to do more than make statements, but declare who we are, show who we are. I love it when we get an opportunity to come out on Wednesday nights to prayer, but I look for the day when, we, when, when the prayer chapel will no longer contain us, where we'll have to have prayer in this place, in the sanctuary. Isn't that possible? I look for that opportunity because I believe that many times we're not seeing God move. It's because we're not in a place where God is moving. And God desires to move in the prayer chapel. And so the same people experience the presence and the power of God because they are the ones that are reaching out for the ones. You know, it's easy for us to say, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. But to show our love through demonstration in our love. One or two people in the chapel, doesn't matter. We're there because we're looking for Jesus. Because we know that we won't have what we need, the power, the life that we need as we go out tomorrow in the workplace to be able to, to show forth the love of God, being empowered by God. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Jesus said, and I can't say it enough, he said, the son can do nothing of his father, but only what he sees. I must see God working. A little boy, he saw, he saw what his father was doing. And no doubt, the people whom his father, the little boy's father, was doing work for, didn't like the fact that he was bringing his son with him. And to get on his back as his father climbed up in the chimney. And they would say, you know, don't you see he's on your back? And the father would say, he's good. And he would take him on in. And, and, and the story goes that the gentleman who was getting the work done for him, he tried to pull on the legs of the little boy. But the more he pulled, the more the little boy grabbed his hands around his father's neck. He wasn't going anywhere in spite of the pulls. And so the gentleman gave up. But as he thought on it, that he was envious at the little boy. He said because he was seeing all that he did, wasn't able to see. All that he, he wasn't able to see because he, did, he had fear of going in the chimney. But this little boy, tagging on, holding on to the father, he was able to see what the father was doing. Able so when he grows up that my father taught me that. I love it when I hear young people tell me of what the Lord has done for them in their lives. And so I know I'm being redundant. But I do want to bring you to the place that after Jesus makes a declaration, wouldn't you know that he didn't leave it there but in verse 24, he gives an altar call. He gives an altar call. And he said, truly, truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. 
believes me not only because of what I say, but believe me because of the work. Because the work testifies to the divinity, to the authenticity of God. Because he is, Jesus is, the image of God. He's everything that God was. The bread of life, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. He's everything. And God wants to dwell in us. He wants to be used. He wants to be seen in us. And so he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He, he, he witnesses to them. It's enough to, to, he tried to justify himself after the accusation, spared his life and given defense for what he, what he saw and what he did. And if that wasn't enough, then he pointed out, he said, well, search the scriptures because they are they that testify of me. Moses spoke of me. He said, the Father testifies of me. The very works that I do testify of me. It just shows that in life, you don't have to be an eloquent speaker, but your works will testify about you. Your works will bring glory to you. Have you ever seen anybody that, that couldn't talk, but yet and still you sense the presence of God in their lives when you were in their presence. So how bold could Jesus be to turn the situation around and take this meaningful op opportunity to not just be condemned, but to turn it around and turn it around and make it say, come unto me, all ye that labor. I know you labor and you're heavy laden. Come unto me, I will, and I know you're, 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 you're distressed. I know this is heavy. I know this is a burden because it's, it's burdensome trying to keep the law. Who can keep the law? It couldn't be kept. And so Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, he says, that whosoever hears my word and believes on him that sent me has eternal life. And he does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. I wonder how many of them raised their hands on that day. I, I wonder how many of them took, received that invitation. God is extending, extending it to us tonight. It just may be that there's somebody here that claims to know him, but does not know him fully. I don't know. Only God knows. But because it's in the text that I want to extend the invitation, Jesus was not, was not fearful. Some, some, some thought he was crazy. How can you speak in the, in the stead of God? to make Only God can give life. Not considering the scripture said that God gave him the power to judge, to quicken the dead, and to give life. God walking in the flesh. God walking in you. Nothing that you cannot do as we keep our eyes on him. Because we are from him. Because we, we have come from God. We are of God. In him. We live and we move and we have our being. We can't do anything without him. Nothing on my own. Nothing independent of the Father. If I'm going to do anything, I've got to see some things. I've got to go into some hard places where everything is not rosy. I've got to go into some places that I, I don't want to go. 
I have to enter in some people's lives that I don't want to go. It's too hard for me. It's too difficult. It's too heavy for me. I can't handle it. But I go by the grace of God, and I trust God to do the work because it's his work. If it's whatever his, to God be the glory. Somebody comes to know him. If anybody received him on that day, when you received him, God got the glory. He may have used somebody else in your life to come and share that good news with you. But it was God that ultimately gets the glory. And you are better, so much better, for having been turned around, having repented and made an about face in the direction that you're going. He's so sweet. Songwriter said, he's sweet, I know. Strong winds may blow. Storm storm, storm clouds may rise. But I'll tell the world, wherever I go, that I found a Savior, and he's sweet, I know. What a friend we have in Jesus. All of our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Thank you so much.